Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 238, recorded on July 11th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we're joined by community manager Tim Off as we're going to talk about Nintendo Switch Lite, a possible upcoming revision to the Switch hardware itself, brand new Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, details and rumors and more. Jesse, cue that music. That's right, everybody. You're listening to episode 238 of Nintendo Dads. I'm going to try to make it through without losing my voice. My name is Marty, and I am so excited you're joining us tonight. Along with me tonight, manning the board over there, making all the sounds and the musics and all of the good stuffs, Mr. Jesse Waldack. How you doing? Pretty good. I tried to do a switch snap sound when you said that, but because I had the music down to be in the background, the snap also was quiet so that doesn't help so at least I one tried. half of the entire universe's population didn't disappear when you snapped or reappeared or blipped whatever you <laughs> want to call it it's yeah, like well, they didn't even watch yeah, it. it's like sony people didn't even watch the movie well no anyway. i can understand because most people don't know what happened they just went away and then came back for no reason so they wouldn't have known it was due to a snap so I, I, I was okay with them calling it a blip. Um, anyway. Spoilers <laughs> you know for like the blip. first five minutes of Spider-Man. So sorry, yeah, not you, sorry. You know who's not a blip? Tim off. Tim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm you doing sorry. all right? I'm good, except <laughs> for sounding like I've been screaming for, you know, the last 12 years. I don't yeah. know. I've had, this, I've had this weird hoarseness for like... Three or four weeks now, and it's just Yay. not going. Away. Yeah, uh, Tim, you're becoming a, reg- a, a a very regular here on the show. Yeah, just trying to help out, you know, because you know Justin doing his double O Tim bit stuff, you know, and yeah. he never did comment on that, did he? <laughs> he did. No. I don't. I don't think he even knows what it means. Right? Did we'll he just get, get did he like the thumbnail <laughs> I made last week? Said something. And I think Gary might be a sidekick too. I don't know. So that may be why no, I cover for Just call him G. <laughs> yes, G Man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, well, guys, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. This has been a big week with the uh, reveal of the Nintendo Switch Lite that has uh, been very polarizing in the Nintendo online community. No. Uh, boards and forums <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And on top of that, we've got brand new information that just released tonight. Uh, from a, a user on Resetera about a possible Nintendo Switch revision that has uh, been data mined from actual files and different things, as well as tons of Pokemon Sword and Shield news and events and all kinds of stuff. So let's dive right into it, shall we? And our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And we want to send a huge shout out to our brand new patron, Mike H., who just backed us today at 10.17 a.m. That's when the email came in. He is now a patron of Nintendo Dads, and we are super excited that you have jumped on board, Mike. Uh, Just uh, be looking out for details about how to join the Discord server 
and uh, get over there and talk with us and and hang out. Uh, you can become a patron, a, a patron. You can become a patron of Nintendo Dads over there at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Or for as little as a dollar a month, get into our Discord server where we're posting Mario Maker level codes and uh, monthly mayhem and all kinds of other crazy stuff is going on. For five dollars, you get access to all of the sub channels in the Discord. <laughs> Tim, how many? Just off the top of your head, how many? How many channels are in the Discord? I lost count. Yeah, it's I like fifty. Yeah, we've it's got them all it's, grouped in the categories and, and if depending do, on level. That's if you don't include what's archived. It's probably another 30 or 40 alone. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> and, and I mean, we've got we've got lobby. We've got, uh, you know, specific talk for specific games like Mario Maker is really hot right now. Pokemon Go, Pokemon will, will continue to heat up, getting closer to Sword and Shield. So there's tons of stuff and tons of reason for you to jump in there. Uh, $10 and up level gets you access to pre and post show audio and all kinds of other stuff that is good. And uh, then if you want to jump in at the $30 level, that's our Patreon producer level. And we want to thank the four guys uh, who've done that. And you'll hear their names here at the end of the show. So stick around for that. But again, patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads is where you can jump in. Let's jump in guys to uh, the biggest news of the week. Yesterday morning, well, not yesterday, by the time you hear this, it's Friday, I always forget that, Wednesday morning, around 7 a.m. Central Time, Nintendo released, very inconspicuously, a trailer to their YouTube channel, uh, followed by articles from websites like The Verge and IGN, announcing the brand new Nintendo Switch Lite which is not a hardware revision. It is a brand new iteration of the Switch hardware that will release on September 20th of this year, which means we are just about in two months uh, radius of this happening. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite is a brand new form factor of the familiar console. It ditches removable Joy-Cons and IR and HD Rumble, as well as the ability to dock in favor of a D-pad, slightly better battery life, and quote what Nintendo says is, quote, optimized for handheld gaming. Uh, so basically, you're getting a Switch that's all one body. Nothing comes off. They take the kickstand off. They've gotten rid of the... And, and this is puzzling to me. They got rid of the ability to dock. Uh, but some people suggest that it's probably due to, uh, you know, when when it is docked, the dealing with heat issues and different things as a smaller console, but it's, it's coming guys, well, September 20th. It's it's, and it's coming for $199. Yeah, I'm um, thinking as a cost saving measure to, and is they just, the some of the components used to dock vi stream video to a TV just no right. longer exist. And, and with, you know, removal of hardware, you know, the more battery life isn't because of a bigger battery. It's because less stuff is using it. That, that and optimization of the chips. And we're going to talk about that yeah. a little bit too, that there has been some um, onboard changes that we have been able to dig up and find thanks to three sources. The first would be uh, the announcement video from Nintendo. Uh, then our observations from the video that weren't specifically called out or weren't talked about, but also a Redditor uh, by the name of Stinky Fish Sauce over on the Nintendo Switch subreddit, I thought you'd like that uh, name. posted a uh, he posted a really nice comparison chart uh, that compared the two um, 
the, the two consoles together. So one of the things that we want to start out with and we want to talk about here at the very beginning is this is a Nintendo Switch. This is not a brand new Nintendo Switch. It's not a pro version. It's there's there's nothing different about it except for the fact that it is a little bit smaller. And if you're at home and you're playing along and you're and you're playing on your Switch right now, uh, the best comparison that you can take for size to this is take off one of the Joy Cons and hold it. Hold the system. That's yep. going to be the that size sounds, of the Switch Lite. Right. Uh, we're going to a 5.5 inch capacitive touchscreen. Uh, there is no auto adjusting brightness. It's now manual. Um, I'm looking at some of these other differences as well. Uh, you can still connect extra joy cons or controllers for tabletop mode, though. I don't understand why, because they removed the kickstand. So how are you going to prop it up? People see and use you need an external stand. <laughs> yeah. And conveniently Nintendo produces several of those. Which Amongst I'm sure the parties. Well, they're mostly three part, third parties, but they're completely authorized by Nintendo. Right. Uh, and I'm willing to bet that uh, they will also be offered in an array of colors, which when these launch, because the Switch Lite will also be offered in an array of colors, turquoise, which is the exact same turquoise color that they used for the 3DS when it came out, uh, yellow, which is terrible. It's a terrible color and it should never be on anything. Uh, I hate yellow. It's awful. It looks like that's, a that's box my of mustard. Daughter's favorite color. Oh, it's terrible. It's <laughs> gross. It just looks. Bleh. And then they they have a really nice gray, and it's not the same color as the Switch gray. It actually is a little bit lighter, I think. Yeah. Um, so just a couple other things to mention here. Both of them have a micro SD card slot. Both have 32 gigabytes of internal storage. Uh, it has NFC. For Amiibo, it has a gyro sensor, which, I mean, that's a big deal because Splatoon, it would completely cut that out if it didn't. Uh, it does have downward-facing stereo speakers, which is a change from the Switch because it does have forward-facing stereo speakers. I think but if, other than if that, I remember right, like the original 3DS had front-facing, but like the new 2DS has downward. So I believe you're right. They've done things similar to this before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... A couple other comparisons here. It's not compatible with Labo at all, which is baffling to me. Um, with it, the dimensions of it, it, like your typical switch is four inches high, 9.4 inches long, uh, and 0.55 inches deep. Um, the the the, um, the other the new the Switch Lite is 3.6 inches high. 8.2 inches long and 0.55 inches deep. So it's the exact same thickness as a switch. It's just a little bit, they're, they're chopping the edges off. It's about 10% right? reduction in height and 12% yeah. reduction in width. Um, and the, the difference in that is it's 31% lighter. Uh, it makes it 31% lighter uh, in the long run. Uh, 0.88 pounds or 399 grams for those of you who are into that uh, for the regular switch and 0.61 grams or two or 0.61 pounds or 276 grams for the Switch Lite. Uh, the battery, uh, again, Nintendo quote, and this they used this term, slightly better battery. Uh, and right. what they found is uh, Switch gets 2.5 to 6.5 hours depending on the game. Switch Lite is going to get three to seven hours depending on the game. 
Uh, and there is no difference between the two models when playing in handheld mode. But this nice comparison chart on this says, in parentheses after this, wait for more info. So what you're looking at, guys, is, is it's a smaller, basically a smaller form factor system, same screen, little bit of rejiggered internals to make it probably a little more lighter, a little more cost effective, a little more um, battery effective. But other than that, this is a switch, right? You just can't play it on the TV. Although, and let's just talk about this right here. The notch, the guide notch for the dock is still on the back of the switch light. Why? Well, at least it helps make, you know, like plugging it in a little easier. I don't know. Does it help? It does not make plugging it in any easier. Yeah. What do you, I mean? I haven't plugged in my switch in so USB-C long because I dock still it. On the, but... on the <laughs> Maybe you know, peripherals it, use it. Well, the uh, now the charging base, you know, that the, the Nintendo released a few months ago, uh, where you can plug the charger in and it and it has the actual, you know, I guess port on it. It has a guide, so um, it may be for that. But honestly, I I don't. It's like why not just make the back smooth? I don't I don't understand. It's a very odd choice. Maybe they're. Planning and, on having a charging dock similar to what they did with 3DSs. It won't do anything in terms of video, but at least you can put it on there to charge. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got that, that the, the charging dock that's out that has the, the little notch and it has the port, you know, where you can run your cord up under it. It does act as a, as a, a stand and a charging port at the same time. So I think they're probably just going to push that. And Hori has one too. That's, uh, if I remember correctly, is supported by Nintendo, which has the USB plugs built into it as well. Right. So let, let's talk about this because I think that um, I just want to kind of go around the horn and just hear you guys' opinions on this because it seems like since Wednesday morning, the internet has heard everybody's opinion about it. Right. Uh, we've put out a video. Uh, about it we actually put out a couple of videos on our youtube channel one from tim one from justin um and if you haven't got to see those videos yet then tim we'll start with you why don't why don't you tell us how do you feel about this um and i think it's important for us to talk about the switch light in two categories number one realizing that we're nintendo fans right so we want to talk about like how we feel about it but also this is nintendo dad's so how do we feel about this as parents? Yep. So uh, actually, there's one point that I wanted to make sure I. I don't have a lot of people that listen to me I, a lot on the tw on Twitter, so I posted like four points that I thought of when everybody else was listing off their opinions about it. <laughs> so but uh, I there was four things I looked at. Uh, first off was the look of it. I like how it looks i like the colors and i even like the special edition version the pokemon version um i like i like where they're, where they're going with it am i gonna go out and get it day one for me no probably not um but this goes into a scenario that i think a lot of people are forgetting or i didn't see much of i always saw 
it's a, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for, you know, it's always mentioned for the kids or for younger audience or a replacement for 3DS. But I think one I didn't see much of was the casual gamer, like my wife. My wife has no didn't have any interest in the current Switch model because she didn't want, she didn't have a need to plug it into a TV or anything like that. And it was still a little bit too bulky for her to just grab and go like a 3DS. But now that they announced this, she she's, you know, like kind of interested and then even more interested if they come out with an Animal Crossing bundle version of this because she has no interest in docking it. She doesn't want to play it on the TV. She wants to be able to sit there on the couch when the kids are, you know, maybe doing something on the TV or when we go to bed to be able to just pick it up and grab just like she used to do with the 3DS or, or even the DS when we had those. So that's the type of audience I think they're trying to go for is back to those the DS days where it's for the casual gamer possibly. And I wouldn't be... I would not be surprised if we see a brain age game come out again for to go with this, you know, to kind of reach out to those people who used to play that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to, I want to bring up a couple of things right here before we get Jesse's thoughts. Um, number one, it, Nintendo was quoted after the, the reveal in saying that the reason that the switch Lite exists is due to the way that they have observed people using the Nintendo switch. Yep. Yeah, because they, they collect data on it all the time. You know, I think that uh, I think that a lot more people are playing in handheld mode than people want to admit. There's some there's some real diehards out there that desperately want to uh, to say that the Switch is primarily a docked home system, and it is not. It well, maybe for been. hardcore gamers it could be, but it, it one never. Thing- if you ever go on YouTube, like I've been shopping for a new uh, backpack for me to use. So and I go and watch a lot of YouTube videos on those things. And what's in there that they show gets crammed into their bags for demonstration? A Nintendo Switch. Yep. <laughs> so You know what else is really funny about it? Too? I've been saying this for probably three years or well before the Switch came out. Is Nintendo's listening most to their domestic market, not North Japan. America, not Europe. And the the home console gaming is all but dead in Japan. You know, everyone's playing on the trains and right on the road, and so that. But but you know what's funny is is that we like if you think about it and look at it, we should have seen this coming because look at some of a lot of the um, look at a lot of the, the the ads that Nintendo has has put out in the last few months. Um, there's the one of the dad, he's on the plane and he's playing Final Fantasy VII, right? Yep. And this was before Final Fantasy VII's release date was even announced. Uh, he comes home and they play Mario Kart, but where do they play Mario Kart? Kitchen table. The kitchen table. Uh, there's another one where the dad and the daughter are talking about getting to, or beating whatever kingdom in Mario Odyssey. Where are they playing Switch? in the car the focus is the focus on in advertising is overwhelmingly on take it anywhere play it however you want to and very rarely do we see it doc now i'm not saying that that's intentional it could very well be but the fact of the matter is is that the thrust of nintendo switch gaming is going on on the go 
Well, and and just you saying that about backpacks, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, and, and I think too we have to remember that Nintendo is always looking to improve or build upon what they've made. So we who knows how smart they are being in, in trying to prepare us for the next evolution of the Switch, which could either be this one, you know, the 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 light and potentially the pro or next iteration of the switch whatever that might be um, yeah. where it could take us away from the if you will archaic method of docking it directly to a connected tv where it would go more the mobile say google play or airplay type way of playing your game on a tv through a dock that's connected or a base that's connected to your tv and you're streaming it from the device to the TV. You don't necessarily have to plug in the switch, you know. So there's there's a future, and that's one of the points I had here was there's potential there that we may not even be aware of. That yeah, one they could always do a firmware update to allow it to dock, or they could do an upgrade to where it can stream, you know, in some way somehow to a dock or through the in Wi-Fi or however, you know. Um, and I think that's that's exciting well, for me. And and let's let's stop there for just a second because I want I want to hit on something you just said. They can do a firmware update to make it dock. My oh. my question is is if the USB C connector is there on the bottom and it is, what is stopping it from docking, other than a line of code? I'm thinking maybe where the joy, the joysticks are since they're now closer together. Oh, no, I get that. I mean, physically. But what I'm saying is, is if there was another way to dock. Well, right. If, yeah. If again, if there was a, a dock designed for this unit, sure, it can dock. But, you know, whether it's got the hardware to support the the video output I, I, anymore. Yeah, I, maybe is, I guess I'm not maybe I'm not making myself fully clear. What I'm saying is, is what is it that's keeping it from docking? Because if if there is something that's keeping it from docking, now we are looking at two separate versions of a firmware. Maybe fans, maybe, uh, you know, because when it docks, I guess it switches on some fans, keep it cool. Uh, maybe that's not in there. Well, I, um, I think they're still going to try to keep well, a similar firmware set for both iterations. Well, no, I right. mean that, but I mean, like, if it's if it's 9.0 and then you've got 9.0A for for well, the, the Switch Lite, that's the a different version, thing, right? The, biggest thing i was trying to get at those two that docking it is antiquated and pot potentially that it could it they could have it to where you can stream like you can with say like a google phone like chromecasting chromecasting or airplay with an apple phone nintendo cast i don't know you know potentially it's, it's, it's antiquated for people who are able to do that but not for people who aren't right i'm I mean, it, the, the thing about Stadia is, like, bringing that into the equation, Google can take the gamble on Stadia because Stadia is not all of where Google is getting its its revenue. Nintendo can't afford to to go all in on streaming completely from a device because they've still got customers who can't. Well, back in the day when uh, the DS or DSi, one of those things came out, and they had their little Wi-Fi dongle that you could get that you could plug into your computer so that you could 
broadcast Wi-Fi and then connect your device to it. It's potentially something that Nintendo could look at, too, to be able to do a similar thing where it's a little dongle that you can plug into the back of your TV so that right. you can that's, then stream to the TV. That's what I was say. It wouldn't necessarily be a Stadia type of thing. You're not streaming from right. outside. If everything is still within your own network. Yes. Uh, so, you know, the, the, as long as, you know, your router can support, you know, right. your, your router can support bandwidth how, far higher than normally what you get from your ISP. So they can, they can char, charge $30 for a phone yep. plug-in, similar, or TV plug-in, just like Chromecast. You know, plug it into a USB port and the TV for power, plug it into HDMI, and you can then, over the Wi-Fi, yep. stream content from your device to the thing. That Nintendo's R&D is always looking to do that kind of thing, right? So well, Yeah. Yaka Warner says, Wii U with better range? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because it's no, it's not Bluetooth limitation, it's your Wi-Fi limitation. Right. Jesse, what do you think about the Switch Lite? I mean, from both perspectives, from you as the gamer... To you as the dad. For me as a gamer, this is not a device for me. 2DS was not a device for me. And again, I'm fine with it. You know, not everything has to be for me. Uh, and I was saying in pre-show, we were talking, you know, the, the rumors of a pro, you know, that might be for me. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that one later. But uh, what was later discovered. But uh, in terms, I, I think this is your 2DS answer to 3ds meant for kids gary disagreed with me he thinks it's more for the casual i say okay yeah sure both uh but yeah i think this is i look at this as the more kid-friendly version less you know less moving parts meaning none uh there's nothing detachable nothing to to lose other than the, the, the carts themselves and so so, you know, will anyone in my family get it? Probably not, because four out of the five of us have Switches already, and I don't think my wife's interested. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So, she hasn't played a 3DS her, in years, so I don't think there's anything on the Switch that interests her. Right. So the the interesting thing about it for me is that uh, I cannot help but love new iterations of hardware and desperately want one just because it's new. Uh, and so from a, a gamer perspective, like I kind of love the idea of this. Of course, they'll release an orange one shortly after you buy the yellow one. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> it's they're going to, they're going to release the orange one. Uh, go ahead and buy that black and blue one, Marty. We're never going to release the white and orange one over there one year later. Uh, but I, Hey, guess what? I got it now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, my, my son uh, still uses the son. device you sold him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to your son, and I appreciate that. Um, so, so here's the deal: like, there, there's part of me that really wants one of these. Like, and I know that it's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ludicrous because I do enjoy playing on docked. I enjoy playing on the TV, you know. I, and there's times that, uh, and and the thing is, is like all of those times that I, that I think about, like that I would miss out on playing TV mode is all times with my family or my extended family when we're like playing a Lego game or playing Jackbox or playing Mario Kart or something like that. And so I I understand on a fundamental level that this is not for me, but I still want one. 
Uh, and, and so I found a way around it. Oh. Right. And and so oh. let me let me speak to the dad side of it. The dad side of it is I'm going to buy one for my daughter <laughs> <laughs> because she's been asking for a switch. Uh, and she previously had a 3DS or actually a 2DS. She had the doorstop 3DS that was blue uh, and didn't play it that much. I don't know that she'll play this one that much, but if she, that's like, she never really asked for anything. Like, you know, but for the past like few years, like Christmas time, I'm like, what do you want? And, she, and it's just like sketchbooks and art supplies. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's great and all, but. Would she you know, want what, the Pokemon your, model or one of the other three colors? She she wants the turquoise one real bad. Like as soon as she saw it, she's like, Daddy, you're gonna buy that for me. I was <laughs> like, Yeah, I probably am. Uh and so I think for her it's it's perfect because she doesn't she's not gonna like she's not gonna play Fire Emblem and she's not gonna play uh Dragon Quest or anything like that. That's gonna be like you know, you would want to play on a TV, right? She's going to want to play Mario Kart and she's going to want to play, um, you know, Lego games. And she's going to want to play like puzzle games and different things like that. So that's, that's, and that's okay with me. That's fine. Um, and so for her, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be a big deal. I'm, I'm with Gary though. I don't think this was designed just for kids. I think it was, I think it's got casuals in mind. And I think you're going to see a whole ridiculous, ridiculously unnecessary, but also ridiculously cool in some places, uh, line of third-party accessories and things for this. Primarily, uh, clamshell cases that that go over the screen. Yeah. Yes. Even in the announcement video, there wasn't a kid in there. No, there wasn't. There wasn't, but you you know that you know that they're aiming for, and, and you know an astronaut. I, there was, and that was that was really weird. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the comments that I saw online uh, that right after it dropped was, I think, was very telling, and I think it's something that we might talk about for a minute. And it said basically this is what it said, and I responded to him. Uh, it said, "With Pokemon coming out, you had to know that Nintendo was going to have something that was primarily handheld." And I can't how long have the, I been saying that? Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't think of the exact wording, but that's it's it's exactly what you've been saying. It's exactly what uh, they meant was that you know. And, and my reply to them was so. So Game Freak hasn't been developing the first console only Pokemon. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because really they're not because they had to have known this was coming way down the line. Uh, because it's, right. you, I mean, it, how, well, let's, let's think about this. How long has this been worked on? Like how, how long has this been in the pipe? Probably six months. Probably. Well, if, if, if data regarding this and what we'll Leaks talk about later is in the 5.0 firmware. Yeah. That, that's been out for a year. That's the firmware that started breaking third party docs or third party docs started breaking switches. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So, so docking capabilities started breaking with 5.0 when they were <laughs> testing a new undockable switch. Hmm. <laughs> Conspiracy theory hat on. Interesting. 
hey, that what conspiracy theory that that may be a truth theory. Um, right. Well, and they've, so, they've always been room. There's always been rumors about the the mini and the pro, and even the for a while there, they were talking about both coming out at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the we're data gonna, told them to into the pro stuff tonight right. too, because we we found out some stuff right before we started recording. There's a good question but, in the chat here. Okay, um, it says, do you think Nintendo will let people who made family accounts with multiple sub accounts transfer sub accounts to different Switch lights? That would allow real game sharing. I'm saying the answer to your first question is yes, but I don't think game sharing is going to change because they already have a, fun a functionality to let you. It's a move. I don't think it's a copy. One profile from one switch to another. And I think Marty has done this on his devices and it, he's, yeah. and it works well. Yeah. So um, when my son got his switch, he had a, he had a profile on mine and we swapped it to his switch via system transfer. And it brought all of his, um, all of his save data with it. Right. And if so any, that if was any really games not. were purchased on his account, they would also be transferred over to the new That's switch. Correct. Marty's switch would no longer have access to those games. That's right. Um, and Bowser also stated in an article that yes, you will have the ability to transfer between devices, your gameplay experiences, and more to come there, but that is the intention. Again, I don't think they're they're gonna do anything different. They're already that's already there. And yeah. And so I don't know if Marty has the family plan, but let's say he do. does. All right. So, and if he does, and his son is on is on the account, and they're both in the same system, they both have access to online. When he transferred the, his son's account to a new switch, his son's account still has access to online because that's part of the family plan, even though it's on a different switch. That hasn't changed. But any games that Marty owns digitally cannot be played on the kids switch it can only be played through their half-assed game sharing which is marty also logs in on to his kids account but only that account could play it i'm not saying that's the right thing but that's just how it's worked that's how it works right today. yeah <clears throat> yeah but, but that's what i'm saying though according to bowser he said they're improving that so and that, okay. there's more to come so, on that yeah. So until we know for sure if anything ever does, this is what we got. Yes. Yeah. So, um, can we like? I, I, there's been a lot of pushback against this and against the switch light. There's been pushback against the name. People saying that you know they didn't need to name it the switch light, and then people saying no, they did because if you name it something else and it plays switch games, and you're just causing brand confusion, which I totally agree with. I had a tweet uh, to me saying that he liked my suggestion of switch junior switch junior and if they would because and if if they did that then we could call our current switches the switch papas <laughs> oh, oh my gosh the switch I, I love it but then then but then if we did that then like when you go down to like mexico and speak spanish it's the switch potato there sounds, you go sounds carb <laughs> Like too many cars. I, I'm probably, and I, I think it's pop up, but anyway, I'm, I'm, somebody will probably correct <laughs> me. Uh, and there's been a lot of debate too about like that. Can you even call it a switch if it doesn't switch? If it doesn't go between TV and handheld, uh, and what would it be? But can we all just stop for a minute and stop pretending that Nintendo is not going to sell a crap ton of these 
at Christmas. Yeah, does it play a paid. game? Does it? Does it? The game cartridge has the word Switch on it. It is a Switch game. Will this play it? Yes. So it's a Switch. Yeah. There's only right now. There's only one game that this machine will not play that I can think of. At all, and that, or that or, is Mario Party. Well, one two switch also. Well, Mario Party can still be played if you have external Joy-Con. That's same true. With, same with one two switch. Can I can I ask this though? Like they said that you can, you know, you can hook other Joy Cons to the system. How? There's, How are you going to pair them? There's a sync button. You can go into the settings and say sync a new. And you know, and that it, it, it's yeah. It's, it, it's, we do it all the time with our pro where with where we don't want to take out the the USB C cables around. It works the I same way. You. I got you. And, I forgot uh, the, about the, 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 the your because I never GameCube, use it. your GameCube thing that's battery powered syncs the same way. Right. So the, the same process I mean, works for Joy-Con. The every I, I predict that two thirds. Two thirds of the switches that are sold this this holiday season are going to be switch minis or switch lights. Two thirds. Oh, uh, sure. At at two at thirty three percent off the price. If someone who you know the casual looking at the two models, you'd be an idiot to go for the three hundred dollar yeah. model. With if you know nothing else other than this is a switch, my kid wants one. Which one do I get? I get the cheaper right. one. Right. Well, let's talk about some other hardware news. Uh, so breaking right before we went on the air tonight or went to record, uh, a poster on Resetera, uh, who is, uh, his name is Mike Heskin, um, has apparently hacked and data mined um, new details about an upcoming Nintendo Switch revision that actually, uh, and, and the article that we're getting this article, we're getting the information from mynintendonews.com. You can go and read this yourself. Uh, the information comes directly from operating files from the Nintendo Switch, and it colla uh, collaborates with a Verge uh, article that was published over there. Um, the cool thing about this, or, or well, cool or, or interesting thing, whatever you want to call it, is that a pro model is not mentioned at all in these files. Although the light version is, uh, and it's likely, according to this article, it's likely a way off, and we might see it near the next PlayStation and Xbox launches. But um, to if you don't want to listen to this next part and you want to fast forward past a bunch of technical stuff, here's the lowdown. It's pretty much going to be the same as the current system. However, it will feature a very, very small GPU performance boost, and it looks like it will support... Um, both four gigabyte and eight gigabyte of RAM, uh, and that it will get a small battery boost due to lower voltages. And there is the possibility of more internal storage. Uh, but this article does mention that you'll need to know the SKU number if you're planning to purchase one on retail, because they're most likely will be completely indistinguishable from each other at retail. You will, you would actually have to go and look at the serial number or the SKU number itself to know what you're getting. So diving into this a little bit more, um, as Jesse mentioned just a few minutes ago, since firmware 5.0, uh, we have had support for three hardware lines. One of which was the um, Tegra 210, which is in the original switch, and two for a new Tegra chip called the 214 or Mariko. 
And both of those two hardware lines are now known as the Switch Lite and the Switch, quote, new. All right? So we've had that support in, as Jesse mentioned and reminded us, for about a year. Now, I'm trying so this to find the been, date to five. This has been something current version that, is currently 8.1, which I didn't even right. realize we were up to eight. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been coming down the pipe for a while. The original Switch had four gigabyte of RAM for retail versions and six gigabytes of RAM for dev kits. The new models will have four gigabytes of RAM for retail versions and eight gigabytes of RAM for dev kits. Um, not sure why there's a, a, a bump there. Uh, if they're not going to offer a bump in the uh, in the lower end for retail, but I, I guess it, it has something to do probably with the Tegra chip and uh, everything else. 5.0 um, was March of last year. March of last year. So 16 okay, months so we're ago. Now, yeah, 16 months ago, This these hardware lines split. Um, both the Switch Lite and the new use um, LPDDRX or R4X DRAM, which is where the battery boost is coming from. Uh, it's lower voltage. So both the new model and the Switch Lite will, will run at lower voltage. Um, the Switch Lite, as we mentioned, it has a smaller screen. It has non-detachable controls, while new Switch is going to have the same form factor. Uh, and the GPU in the new Switch is clocked at higher values than Switch Lite, which potentially means a modest performance boost. But the big thing, I think the thing that most people would, would focus on, is that larger than 32 gigabyte memory is possible in the new units. And so two units have been found in the firmware, which have a code name Iowa and a code name Calcio. And it's speculated that one of those will have more internal storage. Uh, so all of those rumors that we've heard about a pro model, that can be it. Right. So what I'm thinking is, you know, they're going to do still, you know, they'll have the updated CPU with the four gig and the 32 gig that'll still be your $300 box. And that will look, be indistinguishable than what you can currently buy on the shelf. And then the, they'll have add the third SKU with the light being the second of the 8 gig of RAM, 64 gig, 128 gig of internal, whatever they choose to do. And it'll have the same higher processor. That's so I'm thinking in the end, after they, they discontinue the first model, they'll end up with three SKUs out there. Right. So my thing That'll probably be like four four to four fifty. Technical stuff like this has never really appealed to Nintendo fans. Uh as far as like we it's it's got this and it's got this. It's, this reads more like an Apple keynote, right? Right. Like, you know, the 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 new iPhone has blah 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 blah. Yeah. My question is, is if they do that, if they do what you're you're suggesting, and I think that's entirely possible, what's the hook? to get people to spend the extra money. I mean, like, cause you can walk up to somebody and be like, Oh, it's got eight gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabyte hard drive. Okay. I'm getting, I'm, what I'm saying is there's gotta be, I think that there's something more that maybe they're not talking yeah, about. I, I don't think they want to go down the rabbit hole of, of exclusive games for the new model. Not like, not like what they do with 3ds, oh, wow. but they, they did only did it like four or five times. With the, with the new 3DS that wasn't playable on the original. But definitely any game that could be played on the original could be played with on the new 3DS 
that got a, a performance boost, and in some games it was noticeable, like Majora's Mask, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those strategy games. It really sp- sped up like C- the CPU thinking time. So you know that it it won't be a big grab. So I, I don't think you know again for for the casual they would probably be just be better off getting the, the lower unit because they won't probably even notice. But for you know the few of us that you know the, that that would, do care about thing, that that sort of thing, you know, again, it doesn't hurt to have the option. Right. I'm no. I I got gotcha. you. I just don't think that they could justify a four hundred and fifty dollar price point for just some uh, doubled right. RAM and and uh, you know whatever storage. Maybe four fifty is a high high mark. Might be closer to four hundred, but because uh, again, you know, RAM RAM and storage is relatively cheap. You can buy a hundred and twenty eight gig SD card for twenty bucks now. Yeah. And that, that's, I guess that's kind of the thing. Tim, what are you thinking over there? You, is this real? Is, or do you, do you see a storage bump coming? Ram, whatever. This certainly makes sense. It's more, uh, it seems more real than the other ones that we've seen in the past where, you know, we're getting 4k and we're going to get, you know, f- uh, f- 500 gigs of on, <laughs> on board, ram, uh, storage you know but uh i think potentially too one idea that could potentially happen is we got the 200 dollar light what if the og when it gets updated with the new chip is dropped to 250 and the third skew which has more ram and more onboard memory goes to the 300 mark so you got 200, 250, and 300. And they all use I the new s- chip. I could see that. And they all use this. Or or what uh, maybe more a better fit for Nintendo would be. You got the 199, the 279, and the 329. You know, maybe. <laughs> something yeah, like I that. I think you that know? sounds a little bit more realistic. Or, yeah. alternatively, do they stop production of your typical of, of the switch models we have and allow those to filter out and be sold through the stores and just slip the new skew in at the two ninety nine price point. When you say new skew, you're talking about the eight gig or still the four gig? Yeah. The eight gig. Okay. That, that's like, the, that's another know, option. It just becomes the two ninety nine option and it's, it's yeah. the new and improved Nintendo switch. Right. It just, I think from the very beginning when they found the issues with the chip, the the vulnerabilities of it, especially for hacking, and they've always been fighting that forever. Um, they've they already said they wanted to change the chip, and they wanted to get that taken care of as soon as possible. So we knew that was going to come, but they also might have been planning already. It was we've seen since March last year they're planning. They're planning that now. How much of an external change will that make to these devices as well? Are they going to be more in line with the light uh, aesthetically, but with the removable um, Joy Cons and all that kind of stuff? You know, so so those are the type of things I think of when I see this kind of thing. So it's it's, it's still exciting for me. It's 
you know, I can't wait to see what happens. And I mean, and really, like, do we even know this is happening? I mean, we're talking about it like it's fact. Oh yeah, this is still all rumor, but this it's still all rumor to have a lot of good evidence. Yeah. Meaning of this being it's, true. It's it's in the firmware, and so it's probably. Of course, we we've seen at some things point it's, in the firmware before that has been removed, like well, Super true. Nintendo games, like golf, like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know, if, and we don't know if they're red herrings or if that was just, oh crap, it's in there. We need to get that out. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing I think that all of us have to remember, especially Nintendo fans, right, is that we tend to look at things with our blinders on and forget that Nintendo tries to innovate. So they they try to go the route of Apple try to figure out a way to invent something or create something that they will tell us we need that we didn't know we needed, <laughs> you know? So like the original That's true. iPhone. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that... the thing is, is that we, we, we have proven time and time again from our favorite cell phone companies, whether it's Apple or Samsung or whatever, that we will buy an incremental upgrade for an exorbitant price, even a year later. Yep. yep. So the, well, the precedent is there. I'm, I'm still rocking my iPhone 7, so well, not all of us will. <laughs> you're, well, you're, you're probably way smarter than me. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some Pokemon news because there was a ton of – Details about Pokemon Sword and Shield that were leaked or were actually released this week by the Pokemon Company, including brand new Pokemon, uh, which were revealed. And uh, this may be my favorite Pokemon of all time, one of these. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, revealed this week were Alcremy, uh, which is a cream Pokemon, uh, fairy type cream Pokemon with the Sweet Veil ability. Uh, this Pokemon looks like a whipped cream dessert with a face, and it's actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. I know, I know that this is like it's probably supposed to be cute, and I get that the name is a, a play on the on the word alchemy, but I, I don't know. Like, can you imagine? Like, you know, we're trying to make Pokemon games more realistic, right? More immersive, this is more cuddly than trubbish. You know, I mean. Think about this. How have you ever smelled sour whipped cream? Like, have you ever gotten pied in the face and not gotten it all out? <laughs> Alchemy in the sun in the wild area. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, no, I don't want to catch you. It's okay. No. Um, also, uh, I'm going to skip one for a minute and come back. So don't think uh, I'm, I figured that's I'm the one you were talking about. Uh, Roly Coley was also announced, who is the rock type coal Pokemon. With the ability Steam Engine or Heat Proof, it gives a speed boost to Roly Coley if you if hit with a Fire type or Water type. And then this is my, this is also one of my favorites: the Stapler Pokemon, Duraladon, uh, who literally looks like a, a swing line stapler with arms <laughs> and legs. Uh, it's the Steel Dragon ally, Steel Dragon ally Pokemon uh, who has the ability Light Metal or Heavy Metal. I looked but for my descriptions favorite, of what those abilities were. I couldn't find any. My favorite new Pokemon that uh, was was revealed is Yamper. And, and the if you've seen E3 covers, you've already seen this. 
Yeah, you already saw Yamper, but they officially revealed him. Uh, the electric puppy Pokemon, who will be my new main Pokemon. I don't care. I don't care if he's the weakest Pokemon in the game. It's a freaking electric Corgi. Come on. Well, when Sword and Shields was first hinted at and being in the uh, in, in, yeah, Europe uh, geographically, people were joking that the, the boss is the queen and he she has a party of six level 100 corgis well there you go <laughs> it may very well come to pass uh it has the ability ball fetch and that is if if yamper's not holding an item and you throw a pokeball at a wild pokemon and it fails yamper will return it once per battle good boy uh, also <laughs> new npcs re were revealed chairman rose oleana b uh, and and Alistair, and this is actually a, a first time, I believe, for the series that if you buy Pokemon Sword, you will go to B's gym, which is a fighting type gym. I think Gen uh, Five did this once. <clears throat> did it? See, yeah. I'm not familiar with all the with all the generations. And then uh, Alistair is a ghost type expert, and you will go to a ghost type gym in the same city that B is in if you do Pokemon Shield. And he looks awesome, and B looks stupid. I'm just going to say it. She oh, looks very I have generic. seen more fan art of B than Alistair. Well, that's because he doesn't need anything done to him, because he's ridiculously cool. Um, but anyway, and he's also not a girl. And so, like, anytime, you know, a new Pokemon character is revealed, you know, we've got to get DeviantArt fan art up in within 10 minutes. Or it's not official. That's pretty much how long it took before I started seeing fan art. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I probably made some people mad by saying that. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> some gym leaders will be different depending on the version played. Uh, but there's also other stuff that is coming up. Uh, we learned uh, in the last direct about Dynamaxing, but that's not the only new battle mechanic. There's also Gigantamaxing, Another which word. had been leaked um, this Everything that has been leaked about Pokemon Sword and Shield so far has pretty much been true, except for um, something that was said about Legendary Beast, one of which would be like a Trojan horse, and the other would be some other kind of thing. But uh, even, I, I took that as more of a joke than a possible uh, truth. I don't know. Anyway, Gigantamaxing is basically um, Mega Evolutions, right? Yeah, or Z Evolutions for this game. A combination of Dynamaxing and Mega Evolution. So they still get huge, but they also change form. Yeah. And they, they showed the video. they showed the Gigantamaxing of Alchemy. And boy, it's like... Yeah, it's a hundred foot, foot tall cake. Yeah. <laughs> With an Alchemy at top and uh, a bow. And uh, apparently this is even more powerful than Dynamaxing. Um, I, I predict... Yeah, I'm just going to make a bold prediction here. This is going to be a really annoying game mechanic. Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing is just going to be annoying. Probably. Anyway. I, anyway. I've, I, 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 I very rarely use the, the Mega Evolutions. So that's kind of a pain. But this, I think this is going to be bigger. But of course, if yeah. the opponent does it, you kind of have to in order to counter. That's so, right. Uh, and so we'll see how that works. Uh, I say all that knowing that I'm turning in my second Nintendo voucher on Pokemon Shield. So <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it. But I will tell you what I'm not caving on. I'm not caving on freaking Fire Emblem. 
I'm not buying that game. Not doing it. If if we get a free copy and somebody needs it, I'll if like if it have somebody has to play it, I'll do it. But I will play it anyway. Um, let's move on before I make anybody else mad. Um, <laughs> there's been a, a bug discovered in Super Mario Maker Two that you probably need to be aware about. Uh, this is a soft lock bug in uh, Mario 3D World theme. If you are Cat Mario and you hit a warp block, uh, the other end of, and the other end of the warp block is directly above a working pipe. The game loses track of where Mario is, uh, and it becomes soft locked, and you will have to exit the game. And uh, that's if you hit the warp block and then go down the pipe in the frame, you come back. Yeah, it's it's pretty specific, but Nintendo will probably patch that. Yeah, apparent uh, uh, I think Nintendo World Report, one of their people, actually discovered this and found that. You know the random levels that show up just during the the uh, title card. Yeah, he has seen that situation be possible in just in that oh, those wow. levels. <laughs> so, so to to tell you the the extent of this, even if you let time run out, the game will remain in the locked state, and you'll have to force quit the game and launch again. So, uh, it's just yeah. bizarre. And again, it's a bug. They'll they'll patch it probably. It's a soft lock, not a hard update. lock. So your system level options will still work. So you can go to you can yep. go to the home, push X to quit, and relaunch. Uh, it's no, you don't have to do a full reboot. Yep. Uh, also, updates to Nintendo Switch Online were announced this week, and oh, these boy. will be hitting next week. Two games in July after their great streak of having three games for a while. Uh, I thought they were really back on track. Uh, they're going to release the best games ever for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Notice the sarcasm. Wrecking Crew and Donkey yes. Kong 3. Yes! <laughs> nice. And you know what we'll probably get? We'll probably get an SP version of Wrecking Crew. I, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do an SP version of? Metroid 3? Like the third SP of Metroid. I don't know. Uh, also being introduced at this point, a rewind feature that is compatible with all past games. And I would say probably is compatible with these two games as well. You can hold ZO and ZR at the same time, and it will pop up a, uh, a, yeah, a series of small save states. very clunky compared to yeah, rewind, where it's not it's an actual not, rewind. It's not being implemented. It's not really rewind. It's just one to two seconds apart, save states that you can go back and choose to continue from that point. So it's not even really rewind, but they're calling it that. Okay. Anyway, um, y'all, y'all have any thoughts about that? Are are we still are we still excited about NES games? I, I lost no, interest. I, you know, I, I've been doing the videos every month since since October of the new stuff. I didn't even do it last month because the games looked horrible. And you know, Donkey Kong Three isn't bad, but you know, I I'd rather play the arcade version. And even then, I'd rather not. I'd rather play Donkey Kong. <laughs> Fair enough. Tim, are you excited about these at all? No, I I can't even think of a way to positively spin this. <laughs> it's just I mean, I'm I, I'm I, waiting for the Super Nintendo games that are hopefully coming. So just waiting. 
My yeah, question is, I think is I played like, Wrecking Crew past, once back at like past the uh, you know like the the odd third party game that we get every now and then, like Gradius or Solomon's Key or some weird you know city connection. What are they doing with third party games? I mean, like there's tons of them out there, and I know we're probably not going to get Castlevania or Contra or Mega Man because of the Legacy collections, but right. there's there's other stuff that's out there. Yeah, well, it also depends on you know who, who owns those rights and how much money. Well, I don't know what type of monetary negotiation goes into into that sort of thing. But that's what I that's what I worry about with those type of things is if if they start adding in third parties and even the Super Nintendo and maybe N sixty four and GameCube all along you know once we get to those areas, will it still be twenty bucks? Or is it going to be twenty bucks per these things that we, they we want? So if we start, I don't think they want to increase the price, it's because considering how much, how many free months they've given away, if you've done what to do, and and we're not locked into a family plan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Though, so, uh, yeah, Rish and Ryu Cat uh, threw out a few possibilities. Uh, Go Go Thirteen. I remember playing it, but I don't remember anything about it. You know, any Mega Man game, but I'm presuming he means Mega Man. He just said MM, but again, as you said, that's the collect. Those are in collections and will be unlikely. And he mentioned Final Fantasy, that 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 has the possibility. I mean, at this point, everything from well, the Nintendo the first... classic system has come over to this, except for like Final Fantasy, Mega Man, um, Castlevania. The original Final things. Fantasy is rough. It is rough. It'd be nice to get maybe two or three, but they'd have to be retranslated, and they, they probably don't want to put, go for, yeah. put that much effort into That's it. Gonna, if they're going to put that much effort into it, it's going to be in a collection well, you can buy. They've been translated, but they have to put the translation into the NES ROM, which that takes right. more effort. So, like, here, like, as I think about this, like, I'm thinking about just some cult classic games hmm. from that NES era. Hockey that, might be a good one. Hockey. Yeah, um, like I was thinking of like Crystallis, Clash at Demon Head, um, you know, some of this, I mean, like, when are we going to see these games again, right? Right. Like stuff that I remember playing as a kid, and it may not actually be great, but like Nintendo's got everything. Make the Switch library an, a, a museum. Don't just make it like, you know... Don't just make it, oh, here's the games people want to play. Let's put out the games that nobody wants to play. Let's put out some of the stuff that, you know, you can't get anywhere else. Obviously, license is not going to fly. Like, we're never going to get kids on the, on the, on the you know, Nintendo Switch Online. But Shellshock says Crystallis is in the SNK 40th anniversary collection. And... That's such a good game. It, like, if people probably people miss that, but y'all look, and I, I don't care what you think about this. If we can put freaking Wario's woods in there, which is the most God awful puzzle game of all time, then we can get some of these other better games in there. Where your cat also says Bayou Billy, which uh, I remember being a decent game, but you know, can we have the really... Japanese version please? Right. But the, the game is really meant to be played with the light gun. Uh, for those levels, and you know, that 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 just won't work. If only we had a a controller with an IR sensor in the bottom of it, that would work as a as as a pointer. 
Well, see, it doesn't that work that way here because it, it works because the IR sensor is an actual sensor. In the Wii, the IR sensor was really the, the IR sensors over the TV was actually an emitter that got picked up by the Wii remote to on multiple points to simulate 3D space. But yeah, I'm and, just saying I, w- I would love to see some of those old school games. Like how you know, I have seen the gyro controls try to work like a Wii Motion Plus, but I haven't seen that wor- any work in it work well in he, any game. Here are some some like third party. I think they're coming. Uh, we've seen Double Dragon. We've gotten Double Dragon two. We'll probably get three at this point because I mean you sure, know, just follow not? the pattern down. Um. I tell you what I would really love for them to do, and I know they're never going to do it, but I wish that they would put NES Tetris on there. I I love any version of Tetris. Yeah, but well, I yeah. love I really love the NES version much, of Tetris. Who knows how much money into to Russia for that? I don't know if they want to give more. <laughs> well, I mean. Can we like? Can we make a trade off? Like, can we let them hack another one of our elections and we get NES Tetris? <laughs> like, I'll do that. I'm okay with that. I don't know. Did we ever get Metal Gear? For the no, Nintendo? we never got Metal Gear. Interesting. I would. I wouldn't be. A, it would be a good one. We've had other Konami. Bubble Bobble is not on that. Um, y'all, there's some weird, like obscure Nintendo stuff that came out like toward the end of the NES life cycle that I would love to get. Like there's this, there's a, there's a, a one, it's like a top down puzzle game that I loved as a kid called Kickle Cubicle. Bless or, like, it was I've like you were, a, you, know, you were, or, <laughs> that's usually it was, something uh, I would say. <laughs> it was like a, you're like a little snow guy and you can make blocks of ice and you kick them across the screen to kill enemies and solve puzzles. Perfect. Okay. So I, that's I would love where to see some stuff like that. Mario mechanic came from. I guess. You make a block out of nothing and you can toss it. Yeah, sure. Bubble Bobble needs to be in there. Rainbow Islands needs to be in there. I'm, I'm look. Legendary Wings was, was mentioned. I remember that liking that one. Uh, yes. Never yes. getting past the second level. And and y'all look, it is a crime against humanity if Kung Fu does not end up on there. Yeah, that one that is very true. That one's very true. Uh, I think another one of those games that's kind of in licensing limbo, even though Why? it's a Nintendo property, but it, it's based enough on a movie. It's died of the movie more oh, than anything. Lord. I don't know. That one has a weird story behind it. Anyway, uh, those all those should be in there, not Wrecking Crew. Well, I since mean, we know that Bill Trinan and now Doug Bowser watch or listen to the show, you know they're listening just. You know, just we'll let them know these are the things we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, we can just we can just slip it in. And and really, I mean, here's the deal. For 20 bucks a month, all of those games, like I went and counted up the games the other day. It's a great value. I don't care what anybody says. It's a great value to be able to go back and play those games and to play them on the go. Because like now that I've bought the Castlevania collection and the Contra collection and the Mega Man collection, I have my childhood on the Switch, and I can carry it wherever I want. And, and now I can make us. extra Mario levels. I can make the Mario levels I wanted to play as a kid. So, and it's up to us as parents to show our kids these games so that they know 
how good they have it now. <laughs> Way to tug on the heartstrings there, Tim. Nintendo parents that work at Nintendo, you need to show your kids these games. Yes. So put them on there. <laughs> uh, let's move on. We don't have any rumors or discussion this week, uh, or let's discuss topics. So let's move right into events. Guys, if you're still playing Pokemon Go, Armored Mewtwo is showing up in raids starting July 10th through July 31st. Uh, and uh, you can go out there and you can capture him. Looks like crap. But oh, uh, anyway, it's badass. definitely not what, what I uh, No, I disagree. No, no, no. It, it's terrible. <laughs> it's some. I think he looks awesome. Generic anime armor. Bleh. I wanted, it's, it's, like, when I heard Armored Mewtwo, I wanted sword, like, I wanted a knight. But he just the looks first like, Pokemon he movie? looks like, look, he looks like he fell into a pile of Gundam parts and, like, <laughs> got up and they were all glued to him. See, so I asked my son if he knows where this is going, and he thought this was in relationship to the first Pokemon movie getting a 3D makeover. Oh, I'm sure it is. And I'm thinking... You know, this still might have a gotcha with Sword and Shield. You think there's going to be an armored Mewtwo? I poss- that, that, that's been the rumor of having armored something. So, well, the leak in the beginning said, you know, like armored variants of certain big big name characters. Right, armored so, Blastoise, armored Mewtwo, armored Xerneas. I think, I think it makes sense. I think it's Charizard along with the story. Mel- involving Meltan could do other things to other other Pokemon. I think that's still possible. Meltan plus Charizard equals Gundam Charizard. <laughs> Evangelion. Yeah. Well, that's going on right now. You can go out and find yourself an armored Mewtwo. Um, you can have mine. There you go. Yeah, uh, I caught, I caught also, three yesterday. I'll take it. the time that you hear this episode... <laughs> The newest Maximus Cup will be going on for Tetris 99, and this one comes with a theme. In celebration of the final Splatfest in Splatoon 2, you can earn your very own Splatoon 2 theme in Tetris 99 by collecting 100 event points to unlock the theme, and that will begin starting today. That's the 12th of July at uh, 2 a.m., uh, and I, we'll I think it's midnight through, Pacific. So yeah, yeah. So it will also it will go through the fifteenth, around about the same time. And so y'all to, to get the theme, you just got to log on. You'll probably have to do a little update to the to the game. Uh, it probably takes about an hour if you're you know unless you are lucky enough to make it higher up and get you know in one of the top ten slots, you get a ton of points for that. But 100 points gets you the theme, and then it's unlocked forever after that. But all of the the matches this weekend that you play will be played with that theme if the Game Boy theme was any indication. Because when you went in, it defaulted to the Game Boy theme and made you play it that way. This will be a Splatoon theme. Probably have a bunch of music from Splatoon. It, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull it off. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. You didn't like my uh, 8 a.m. Gary time? Too. 8 a.m. Gary time. I love it. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Uh, also, Nintendo Versus 
at Nintendo versus June 8th, uh, th- they sent out a, uh, a reminder that the time has come for the Splatocalypse. It's going to begin on July the 18th and run for 72 hours. Will you be Team Chaos or will you join Marina and enforce Team Order? Uh, this is it, y'all. This is the final, final Splatfest. They are introducing brand new versions of Shifty Station for this. It's going to be big. They're going to pull out all the stops. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, doesn't mean Splatoon 2 is over after this weekend. It just means that regular Splatfest and other things will cease. Uh, though, you know, before they said that they were going to stop putting out weapons and things for Splatoon 2, and then they just kept on doing it. So, <laughs> even I though this if the result of this will affect the story of the third game, similar to how the the last Platfest of the first game affected the story for the second. That's true. I don't know. Maybe it will. It makes if, sense. For, if you think Splatoon 3 is not in development, you're ridiculous. It's coming. Yeah. I would and say just, it's coming within the next year. And just because Splatfests are ending here, remember, it doesn't mean it's ending because they're going to, once this is done, they'll do the 5.0 update uh, version that will allow us to create our own Splatfest. Oh, I forgot Which, about that. Something to keep in mind for uh, extra life. That's a great point, and I'm glad you mentioned that. We we definitely need to do that. And uh, let me, you know that that reminds me when you said create. It reminds me. Uh, you guys remember on last week's episode when I said something about creating Mario Maker levels to compete against other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, the gauntlet got thrown down. And so the 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 guys over the fellas uh, over at Switch Island have thrown down the gauntlet, and uh, so they have asked for our best level for for us to create a level. And so Justin got in touch with me uh, earlier this week and asked if I would put together some type of level. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm not even made a level in Mario Maker yet. <laughs> Uh, I've been working through the story and just been enjoying people's levels. And then I've been going through like the level creation tutorial that Yamamura does. But uh, then he messaged me again. He's like, hey, deadline's Friday. I was like, I probably need to do that level. So I sat down tonight and I created a level uh, for Super Mario Maker. And currently I'm about to here in just a few minutes. I'm going to post that over on our Twitter account, which is at Nintendo Dads. But if you don't want to wait uh, I'm going to give out that code right now so that you can go and play that level. It's 521-W6K-YHG. And let me read that again. It's 521-W6K-YHG. And that is uh, for a level that I affectionately called the Golden Sea. It has clear conditions. It has water. It has pipes. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the main idea behind it was to make, I, I try to make levels that would fit in a regular Mario game. Not a ton of enemies flying around, you know, not a ton of craziness, but just a variation on a theme. And I just, I just want you to have fun playing it. So go over there, try out that level. We'll be looking forward to trying out and playing um, Nintendo uh, or Switch Islands level as well. Uh, and guys, may the best podcast win, uh, which means us. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, just 
Just saying. Um, in regards so, to uh, the future of Splatfest, more will come with that as well. Yep. Yep. And and Tim mentioning Extra Life uh, is is good. We probably just want to go ahead and mention that we are we currently have the gears turning. We are planning for a big Extra Life 2019 uh, already. Tim has been great about setting up some things ahead of time. You may have seen uh, something on Facebook that got posted a little bit earlier this week about uh, that we are participating and that a fundraiser was started. We're not asking you to give yet. We're not even setting a goal yet. We're not letting you know any details. Just know that the planning work's going on behind the scenes, and we're going to be looking holders. forward to uh, doing lots and lots for our favorite hospitals and charities through Extra Life this year. Uh, and you guys help make that possible. So we're looking forward to that. But you know what else we're looking forward to? Talking about some games we've been playing. So let's head over there. All right, Tim. I see on your list that you have one game that we all have been playing and one <laughs> game we haven't all been playing. So how about we do this? Let's all talk about the game that's different that we've all been playing. And then we'll come together to talk about Dr. Mario world, which released this week early one day early. And we've all had a chance to spend some time with. So Tim, tell us about Agalos. So I just started playing Agalos. Uh, we got a review code for that. Um, um, and it's basically, it's a 16 bit type platformer game. Uh, with some Metroidvania-type um, elements to it, which piques my interest. Um, and it also has... It actually has a little bit of a Zelda 2 feel to it, to me. Uh, just on the way it looks, you know, just um, in the 2D fashion. Um, or just Zelda in general. Especially when you have to go press the select button to get to the, to the menu and look at... Um, you know, your inventory, your equipment, and you can equip your equipment and uh, your map. That um, dragon in the, uh, the, 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 the icon kind of looks like something that would come out of a Mega Man game. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> uh, it's so far, I mean, it's so far, I just started it. So it seems very simple at the beginning. Um, and, but it's, it's fun. I like how it's starting off simple. It's getting me used to the controls. Um, it at this point, if I were to say anything, I guess it would be so far. It looks like it's a good starting RPG type game for for I would say my kids. You know, like my eleven year old, fourteen year old, if they wanted to try out a game like this, a platforming RPG with Metroidvania elements, this would be a good game to start with. But again, I just started it, so. Who knows what it'll turn out to be in the next, you know, a couple hours that I play. Um, it, it does. I think uh, how long to beat does say uh, it's an average seven hours to complete seven to eight hours to complete this game. So it's not a very long game. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting a, you know, a let's play video out on it soon. Or if I mean, if, if I get it beat this weekend, maybe I'll just do a, a whole review. But uh, it's so far so good. No complaints. That sounds pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Jesse, why don't you tell us a little bit about Dragon Quest Builders 2? Yeah, so I was able to get... We got a, a, a an early release code from the European re region 
to just today, so we haven't had it for long. I think that's thanks to Nintendo of Europe. Uh, Justin will have to correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not sure 100% where that code came from. But uh, it, it it's uh, the game and the the DLC packs, you know, were were both given to us. So I I've so far played through like the the first game day, which a little more than an hour. Uh, I did a live stream of that. So they, if you want want to see if you want to see the first hour of gameplay, it's out on our YouTube channel. It's very you know almost identical to the first builders game i think they have they, the biggest addition is you have an npc follower that will do battle along with you and i don't know if he has his own hit point bar or if if i'm the only one that does i haven't gotten that far yet we will there's only been like one boss and that's in loose air quotes uh, encounter so far but he does help like when, when we're running around gathering materials to get what we need to build you know he'll if he sees stuff off in the distance he'll go run out there and collect it for me so i don't have to do everything myself so it probably speeds some things along i know in the first game you're able to have some npcs do builds for you to save time not sure. I, this guy actually tries to be a, to build things after seeing what you can do, and completely blows up. So he's not a builder. So with whether we get other NPCs building for me later on, I I don't know. <laughs> and so, and yeah. you might not want them, right? <laughs> but so I'm I'm only an hour in, and uh, you know the first game, kind of, I didn't get far in it because I played through the demo until there was no more demo left to be played and the process the the status didn't migrate over into the main game so i had to start over and i just really didn't yeah, want to play it again so this time i didn't touch the demo so now i'm playing the game first time through so far having fun plan on i was actually planning on playing uh soul seraph today I bought that when that was released yesterday, but because of builders getting the builders code, I played that instead. So, uh, if I get a chance to play Soul Seraph, I'll be able to talk about that next week. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about that because I'm actually looking into that title as well because it does look like the uh, revival of Act Razor, <laughs> except yeah. for the tower defense stuff. I got a quick question on the the Dragon Quest builders, Jesse. Uh, for you, I know you haven't played much of it, but you did the demo on the first one, and you're doing this one for about an hour. Uh, are the building mechanics improved? You know, difference, better, same. It's pretty samey from what I can remember. Um, okay, you know, you only can build what you are, you know, given recipes to, or you know, invent yourself, and you know. Because I got the game, you know, in in the EU region, if, if people who pre-purchased the game got bonus recipes, so I got them as well, but they're not available to me yet until I get to a certain point of the game. Okay. So, and when you select, when you go into the building table, you're given a list of things you can make. Then it shows you 
you need these ingredients and you have this many. And if you have enough, you can make at least one or you can make multiples at once. So like I I did everything as minimal as possible with the exception of uh, I made three bonfires instead of just one. Because I, here, I don't know if you could even the first game, but in here you can cook food. And you can only cook one food at a time. So I made additional bonfires just so I can cook multiple things at once. So just uh, I'm at the end of the first day. I haven't gone to, gone to bed yet to end of that day. But the last thing I did was cook up a bunch of food. So I have, because there is a hunger meter. and So, so Jesse's first tip <laughs> to do multiple bonfires so you can mul- cook multiple items. Yeah, <laughs> multitask your cooking because you can only cook one thing at a time. <laughs> there you go. Good tip. Yeah, I played the first Dragon Quest Builders because my son really wanted it and we liked the demo. But then I'm like you, I went in and did a ton of the demo and then it didn't transfer over. And I was like, this sucks. I'm not doing all this again. It's a terrible, terrible decision. Yeah, so I don't know if they fixed it with this one or not. Probably me either. I, I would expect yeah, they didn't because you know who learns from their mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> in this industry, right? <laughs> well, that's why that's... I think we, none of us played the demo because we were afraid of it, we've, them doing yeah, this we, again. We've been bitten the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're All the right. ones who learn from their mistakes, but not them. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, I've been playing some Super Mario Maker. Um, I have 100%ed the the story mode all the way to finding the the very last thing and like them basically saying, you don't have anything else to do. You can come back and play the levels, but you're you're pretty much done here. Uh, And then from there, I've been just digging into Course World and enjoying what people post in the Discord server and enjoying, um, you know, what I can find in there and just dip my toe into making levels. And so I'm excited to see. Um, I, I will say that the making part of it is nowhere near as intuitive as it was in Mario Maker 1. And I'm not sure why they did it that way, other than that I guess they like it's almost like there's an assumption there that you've already done this. And that you're buying this because, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, just even the basic controls in the the maker section weren't explained, and so you have to go and f- basically fiddle around with it to learn it. And all the parts being unlocked, it kind of gives you some analysis paralysis in, yeah, in the beginning. That's, it's like, that's what the am main I reason why I haven't even tried? You know, what What am I going to do? Well, you know, with the with Mario Maker. I know there was this huge hubbub about having to unlock parts, but you know what? You used all those parts. You tried them out. You know, you placed them in a level, and you actually—I don't even know what to do with half of these things. So, and in the uh, first game, I'm, they threw you into the builder, as and you you couldn't get out of it until you finished their little level. Right. So you and you this had time to have a taste like, of it. You you hit make, and it's like there you go. Yeah, I mean, and and I so don't I'm know what to do. right, and so I I had to figure it out. I had to muddle through, and it's it's not intuitive, especially if you're building 
on the TV and you're using like the pro controller joy cons, that is not at all how you need to do it. I, I highly recommend the stylus that works for capacitive touchscreens and doing it handheld. Yeah. But I bought I one build, in advance of this game and never really needed it because I've never went into the builder. I had to do, I had to build on screen tonight because my switch was almost dead when I, when I got it out of the case. <laughs> And so I just built that entire level, just, you know, moving the cursor around with the pro controller stick and putting things down. And it it works okay, but it's not as intuitive as a stylus. Uh, so that that I would say that that's a negative, but I still love this game and I love everything it is. And I love that, you know, constant discovery of being able to do things and, and the endless possibilities of Mario levels. And so I'm excited um, and encouraged by what I already see online, like a ton of really, really good levels. Um, so I'm, I'm and a ton of very future. horrible levels. Oh yeah. There's a ton of just crap. I mean, just absolute Cause, trash. Cause I, I've so been trying to play, you know, the normal endless mode to get points for our ma- monthly mayhem. And, you you only in endless mode. You start with five lives, and you lose the lives. You're done. So unless you're lucky enough to have easy levels that give you one ups, yeah, I've been able to get to ten points once, and I'm normally lucky to get past two. Yeah, I can't imagine doing like super so, expert. Oh yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> I was trying to do. I was trying to do the co multiplayer co op. And I wish you were able to choose your difficulty before the matchmaking and matchmake based on that instead of matchmake and then select the levels. Because, you know, everyone wants to go expert or super expert. I'm like, I can't even do the normals. You crazy? <laughs> so I'm right. stuck doing the expert because majority wins. And I'll I'll go die two or three times and say give up because I'm not getting anywhere. Or I get stuck with a level with seesaws or grapple hooks that you can't do one more than one person at a time. You know, if one person's on a hook, everyone else has to sit and wait until he's off it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, maybe it'll get better, Jesse. Maybe, I don't know. They'll, they'll figure something out. You'll figure something out. I don't know. I haven't played much co-op online, so I don't know what to do with that. But I've enjoyed my time with Mario Maker, uh, and I still recommend it, even though I have been kind of—I feel like I've kind of been down on it. But uh, I'm just picking up things I noticed because I spent tons and tons of time on Mario Maker for um, for for the Wii U, and so I just wish that some of that intuitiveness had come over. You know, instead of them just dropping us off and saying, here you go, make something, have some lessons. I don't know more. And the lessons, the lessons that are there in Yamamura's dojo, they're not very comprehensive. Like they just kind of bounce around and talk about different things and then never really tell you how to use them. And that should, that the point is, if you're going to go through a dojo mode, if you're going to go through a training mode, I need to learn how to use the, even the user interface. And yeah, does a great be- job with that. That was going to be my question to you is how helpful is the dojo? It's training? not. So, okay. It's not. And I, I mean, I've gone, I went through the very easy stuff where it like even went through like jumping and all kinds of stuff. Like 
hoping it would teach all those fundamentals. And now I'm about ready to go into the advanced stuff and they're not, they're just not going to teach all of that. So it's, that it's a little disappointing and it feels a little unnintendo ish uh, for them not go, to do a tutorial. Did you go check out Paul Lloyd's uh, tutorials? I think he's got a set of tutorials. Honestly, no, because I, shame, shame, shame. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Okay. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have honest. time. It's like, honestly, <laughs> it's play a game or watch YouTube. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I, a lot of times I choose play a game. Speaking of playing a game, let's talk about Dr. Mario World, which is Nintendo's brand new mobile app. It's out on iOS and Android right now for free. Um, what do you guys think about this? We've all been playing it. Um, how far are you? What do you think? Initial impressions. And uh, let's let's do this one too. Do you think you're going to stick with it? I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I think I have like 22 friends so far. And I am... Currently ranked number one of all my friends in both the single player and in the multiplayer. So I, I am currently, it, it took me about 30 tries to get past stage 96, <laughs> but I did get past it. I'm working on stage 100 now. So I'm Killing almost it. halfway through world three. Killing it, Jesse. Yeah, I figured <laughs> I, I tried to do some of the, the, the lettered stages, the A, B, and C, but I figured I want to... In order to get the most stars I can quick, I'll go through, unlock all the worlds, get all the levels done, and then I'll go back and try to nitpick all the, to get the three stars or get the A, B, and C to get the that bonus prize. And if I somehow manage to get all the stars unlocked in a world, then you get that one bonus stage. And I'm not sure what happens then. I forgot. Nice. But, uh, so that's something that. that very few people will be seeing, I can imagine. Let's see. I'm up to 26 only. Uh, not even as far as Jesse is, but I'm just at 26. Unlock that first A, B, and C section. You know, one A and one B and one C. Um, but that's as far as I got. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. Stick. It's a good game to you know yeah, have with like you they, in your pocket. It looks like they give you unlimited play up until the you know, the first 20 levels. Yes. After that, then they lock you into the five hearts. With no warning. Right. Well, I wasn't sure if that I wasn't sure if that initial unlimited hearts was a timed thing or a level based thing initially, because I've never seen a game do that. So but I think after experiencing it and talking to a few other people, it sounds like it's just fixed at 20. Once you get to 21, then you then you're at the normal life cycles. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think it was a timed thing because it took me a while to get past level twenty because of responsibilities during that day. Right. Uh, yeah, because you, you, you can you can buy an hour of unlimited for so many diamonds. Yeah. Um, does this game take an embarrassingly long amount of time to load for anybody else? No. Like in the beginning, like when you tap to start. It just I've had like times it when there seems were server like issues. it takes forever. Yeah, I've had times where there are server issues. Is trying yeah, to download here. trying to download your player profile. Uh, that's probably what's what's going on. Yep. Right, I'll, and it may I'll just be my really issue. crappy internet that I that's have, but probably part of it. <laughs> but I mean, it, I've done it in, when I've had like three or four bars of LTE too. 
and it's taken forever to start. It's just, and my, my wife is the same. Like she's playing it. She, you know, she'll get her phone out. We'll be out in public full LTE takes forever. Um, and like, if you, if something happens like a call or a text and you move away from it, uh, to go do that, like it just stops loading altogether and you have to start all over from the title screen. Um, yeah. When, so when I, when I started playing this on, it was Tuesday. Yeah. I, I also did a live stream of that, but about a little more than an hour. So like through the first 20 ish levels. And then I think I went through the, I might have done all of World One. I don't remember. No, but uh, then uh, then I did some multiplayer. So I played a l- for a little more than an hour, which you know, setting up a live stream of an iPad game was interesting. <laughs> but it, I got it to work. But because it does rely on Wi-Fi between my iPad and an Apple TV, when it came to downloading about 107 megs of data after the first 20 stages, uh, the AirPlay just tanked. So it took about two or three minutes for that to resync. So the stream was really choppy, but you know, the actual yeah. download was fast when I was in network. When I was later that night, I tried downloading it through LTE on my iPhone, so I can try to continue while I was waiting to pick up my son. And that was so slow, I just stopped. I'm like, I'll just do this at home. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. well, I, one thing that I've been surprised with it though is that it's actually a fun game. Yeah. You know, I don't mind losing and having to repeat a level now 30 times. I probably would. But as far as it goes right now, like I'm, I think I'm around level 45 or 50. I'm still having fun with it. And I'm anxious to see who I unlock. But I, I another kind of gripe that I have with it is it is very, very grindy. To unlock, they definitely want your money to unlock new doctors right. and new assistants. Yeah, and the and fact I, that I don't know what uh, the max level is, I don't think they said the fact that a doctor and an assistant cost the same amount of coins is a little ridiculous. Right. I, I haven't even gotten that far. Well, when you get to a certain point, you'll begin to unlock assistants and the assistants are like they they add an effect to your doctor, like yeah, the Goomba. I got one of those, yeah, the so. Goomba, yeah, the Goomba. You know, he adds one percent your score or something like yes. that, one percent extra. Well, then you can go down at the bottom. You can probably already do this. Actually, is go to the bottom and tap staffing, and yep. there'll be a toad there behind the desk, and he'll ask for diamonds or four thousand coins. Then when if you, you when do, you do the finish coins, when you finish World One, finish World Two. Yeah, that's the screen. And yeah. And uh when you get to I think when you get to tier four and tier five in multiplayer, uh you'll get uh a a ticket which you can redeem. Yeah, I got a ticket. So I, I so far um, I've redeemed two tickets. I think I've cashed in about twelve thousand in coins and I still have another, I think I have another twelve thousand that I just sitting in the bank that I haven't seen. Uh, who was your pull with yet. your tickets? I see. I I did pull a Doctor Luigi. I I don't remember all of them. Let's see if I can bring it up real quick. You just got Doctor Toad. Oh, I pulled I pulled Doctor Ludwig. Um, and his power nice. is actually pretty good for some of the beginning levels. He 
knocks ice off of up to 10 viruses on the screen. That's useful later on. Yeah, ice is annoying. Yeah, so I I have, everyone gets a Goomba. Then I have a swoop, a bullet bill, a peepa, which is like a ghost, a scaredy rat, and a crober. I'm currently equipping, you know, in stage mode, I'm, I've equipped Scaredy Rat and Peepa because they give me more base points from certain colors. And in versus mode, I have Swoop and Peepa. Uh, let's see. Swoop. Uh, if, an ob- if an object has reached the third row from the bottom, I get a 20% chance of all capsules being eliminated. And that's really nice when that triggers. And... Peepa, if all viruses in your stages are eliminated, 20% chance of getting an exploder. That comes in handy, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those two things has helped my multiplayer. Who's who's the main doctor you guys are using? Or are you the most of? I've been using Bowser. Bowser. Okay, yeah, Sam the, here. The Bowser's uh, eliminate two rows at random is very handy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely. I, I, I have. I confused the game once. I beat the game using the breath. I, I beat that stage, but the game must not have be not be checking for win conditions at that moment because it sat there for about forty five seconds before it announced the winner. <laughs> it was like, oh wait, he won that one. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm. So I'm. I'm currently at. 252 stars after 99 stages and in versus mode i am rank three at 898 points i was into the 900s but i i fell back down wow man you're killing it man absolutely (laughs) yeah like yesterday aaron was number two on my friends list or no she was number one and then all of a sudden like I, i was like dude i was like babe you're number one and i went to take a screenshot of it and nope Nope, Jesse had knocked her down to number three, <laughs> and today she's four. Okay. So thanks then, a lot. Then, <laughs> some, something to keep an eye on when you're uh, playing. They, you're able to get five. We, he calls doctor's orders. So they're like like missions you do. You know, oh, yeah. right, win yeah. win five multiplayer games, things like that. Um, so you, that's a way to get extra coins once you once you beat one or trash it if you don't like it then you'll get another one in like 20 hours or something like that. Yeah. I'm about to trash one of them that I have because it's played the same stage 15 times. I would trash that too. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. dumb. Why I would I do that? 10. When you get into the nineties, yeah. you probably will be doing that natively. There you go. <laughs> right. 90, 96 yeah. took me a while. Now. And so guys, look, this is a free to play game. If you have an iOS or Android device, you can go download this right now. It's a lot of fun. It is Dr. Mario. Uh, think Dr. Mario upside down. The virus viruses are at the top and, uh, the, the capsules are at the bottom and they scroll upwards and you can act the cool. There's, there's tons of cool changes. Like you, you know, you make three of a kind, the virus disappears, the extra pills, are left floating in the air, and then you can drag them around the screen. The only dip, the only problem is, is once you go past a certain line, you cannot drag it up. It, all, it must go down or to the side. And so you can daisy chain 
uh, eliminations and there's power ups like Koopa shells and bombs and yeah. all kinds well, of stuff. Once they got good at that with multiplayer, you're know, you're able to take out like seven with one capsule. You can take out like seven viruses. Yeah, with, you know, the way that's they very have, much worth it. The way they have them all oriented at, at first, you know, I, the, where I have the hardest time is if the multiplayer game goes on long enough where I'm only playing with the bottom half because the top half has been blocked off. It does. It I can still be doing well, but it just takes one bump from your opponent to push me at the wrong time. And then I, I hit the loss. Yeah. That's yeah. most of the time when I'm losing is when it goes that, that long into the, into the game. All right, so go check it out, Dr. Mario World, now available on your mobile device. You can play it on iPad as well, or iPod Touch, if you don't have an iPhone. Uh, Guys, we want to throw it to the end of the show here, and just real quick, we want to mention at our community spotlight that uh, we want to share a big congratulations to Simon Hawkins. You are June's Nintendo Dad's Patreon member uh, eShop gift card winner. And that means $25 of eShop credit will be heading your way very soon. Uh, Simon Hawkins, if you will please contact us at nintendodads at gmail.com or uh, send us a message over on Patreon or the Discord server, uh, we'll be glad to uh, figure out how to get that code to you very, very soon. And while I'm at it, time is running out for Super Mario Maker 2 in our... um, Monthly Mayhem Challenge. So go ahead and be submitting your scores. Um, I don't and think I've get seen those a lot of scores there. submitted yet. So there's still a yep. lot of scores to be had. That's right. So go over there, check the video out on our YouTube channel if you don't know what to do. Or you can go to the Monthly Mayhem uh, channel in Discord. And there is a still image of all the ways that you can score points this month. And remember, we draw one random name for a $10 um, eShop card from that, and one person, the one who wins the entire competition, gets a $15 eShop card. That is every month, and that is because you guys donate and are our patrons, and we want to give back to you uh, because we love you and we think you're awesome. Um, guys, that is episode 238. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, as we close, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, John Blanco, Dave Ernsberger. And Tim says take him off because he's on the show, but I'm not doing that. Tim is a Patreon producer. (laughs) You're awesome. We appreciate that. Also, big news. We have a website now, nintendodads.org. You can go over there and check out all of our YouTube videos, our tweets, our podcast episodes. There's links to all our social media and now the Nintendo Dads shop for Nintendo Dads merch is over there at nintendodads.org. Go make it famous. Yeah, the, also, the, head over to Patreon. The link is in the upper right corner with the store. Yep. That's it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads to support us. And you can even call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all the sweet artwork they do for us. And guys, download us on your favorite podcast app or choice like CastBox or iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify and leave us a review so other people can find us. Thanks so much for listening. This has been episode 238 for me, 
for Jesse, for Tim. Hope you have a great day. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.